Hello, Namaste, and welcome all to the 99th session of Guru Bodha. I cordially welcome all the students to the session. And we have with us today Dr. Guraja sir and Dr. Raghuram sir. First, I would like to uh, cordially welcome Dr. Guraja sir to this session. And I cordially welcome Dr. Raghuram sir to this session as well. So this session is brought to you by EasyAyurveda.com. I dedicate this and all of my works at the holy feet of Dr. H. Chandrasekharudpa. This class is live for EasyAyurveda weekly class subscribers. Please visit EasyAyurveda.com slash video dash classes to subscribe to our weekly classes. Dr. Guraja sir is a professor and Ayurveda physician at Dala Pendakar Ayurveda Center in Shumoga. To consult him, easyarda.com slash guraja is the link to visit. Dr. Raghuram sir is chief content officer in at easyarda.com. Uh, to consult him, please visit easyarda.com slash raghuram. So the first topic for today is Ayush Ministry Science Research Collaboration with 25 foreign students. Uh, this is published uh, in the last week itself. As of now, Ministry of Ayush has signed 25 country country-to-country -country, uh, memorandum of understandings for cooperation in the field of traditional medicine and homeopathy, namely Nepal, Bangladesh, uh, Hungary, Trinidad, Tobago, Malaysia, and so on and so forth. Uh, 23 memorandum of under understanding uh, uh, for undertaking collaborative research in Ayush systems of medicines and 13 MOUs for setting up Ayush academic chairs have been signed uh, with various foreign universities and institutes. So before we get into the nitty-gritties of this agreement and uh, uh, and all, I request Gurajah sir to put in uh, his opinion regarding this positive notes. If you go back to the history of Ayurveda, during the Gupta's period, the knowledge of Ayurveda has crossed the boundaries of Bharata. It has reached to various other places. That's why we have got our Ashtanga, Hridaya, Ashtanga, Sangraha, these texts have been translated to many languages, Persian languages and even the, the other English languages and even European languages. So definitely the history is repeating. Once again, the knowledge of Ayurveda from India, it is being distributed through all over the world. And definitely our country is going to contribute to a large extent to the health of the population all over the world. And uh, we are already behaving and because our own culture is that it is Vasudeva Kutambakam. Everybody has to survive, everybody has to live. It is not just money making market. It is for the purpose of living. God has given us an opportunity to live as a human being. We should live as a human being and should be contributing to the Prakriti. So that is the reason with the Ayurvedic Acharyas, they have given their entire knowledge in such a format and that needs to be decoded as per the present day situations and present day wordings and uh, requirement. And probably uh, present government of Bharata is giving you a lot of opportunities. It is um, creating a more number of Ayush chairs across the world and establishing some contacts and primary understandings and memorandum of understandings and even initiating the research protocols and programs even exchange of students may come in the later so this is a good step towards something like integrative approach or understanding Ayush in a better manner are going to a such a type of medicine where uh, there is a very less or uh, there is no scope for side effects that's what the, the entire the western world is worried about there may be some effect of the good effect of the medicines, but along with that, there is a uh, attached um, side effects which may cause a lot of um, hamper to their life and even to their health. 
in the coming years so they don't want to go, go into the entangling of these type of chemical medicines and even the protocols of the way the way we need to leave that ayurvedic principles which has been described in dinacharya and rutucharya so slowly people are moving towards that and trying to inculcate these habits in their practices and definitely it is giving them a good opportunity that's a similar way that how yoga has been propagated all over the world similarly now yoga is giving them a good um, initiative in uh, total up on the good feeling for them after doing it definitely they will feel when an entire world already there is people are talking about that entire world is looking towards india that is bharat towards new new things and future capabilities and abilities of this nation great nation so definitely ayush will also going to be uh, typically reaches nook and corner of the world in coming days and i hope the government will be taking the right steps in that direction thank you very much sir uh, raghuram sir do, uh, do you have something to add please yeah let's uh, continuing from uh, where guruja sir uh, put his expertise comments on this particular uh, uh, move uh, by ayush signing uh, research collaborations with uh, different countries that's a very positive move vasudeva kutumbakam as uh, guruja sir said we're coming back to the repetition of history uh, see see here uh, one thing i see uh, is uh, the belief and trust factor there is totally contrast in what we discussed uh, in the previous episode and what we are discussing right now like there uh, that was like totally towards negativity how does even one person's uh, opinion or a small system's opinion affect us it shouldn't because we are a proud science we are making it big and large always with uh, definitely with the decades and centuries uh, even from the past and even as we move ahead so it's only glory days for ayurveda so that's uh, one thing we have to agree and today's discussion we, we are moving on a totally positive note so like uh, last episode itself we discussed so just a dog barking or uh, any animal making a sound or some noise being created uh, by somebody will will not ruffle the ocean so this is oceanic knowledge of ayurveda so it's been believed and trusted and being followed from ages and uh, it will not be any different in coming ages so the country names what we are seeing here will further be added to this particular list it's 25 very quickly it will be 50 and vasudeva uh, kutumbakam so we will probably the whole start rather than telling that ayurveda might encroach the entire world and engulf with its uh, comprehensive uh, healthcare so we we can tell that the entire system will the entire globe the entire world will come towards ayurveda rather than we taking ayurveda towards other people people are showing interest countries are showing interest systems are showing interest governments are showing interest why there is an interest so because there is a trust why there is a trust on the other side there is no much trust on uh, the other uh, systems the comprehensiveness with due respect to the other systems so probably uh, with uh, the exception of a few people and few opinions and few parties or few systems which are programmed to oppose this the big world the entire world in uh, encircling us definitely invests their belief on trust factor in ayurveda that is why we are seeing this particular move and this also shows that the entire uh, world most of the world and i want to use that word most puts their and invests their belief and trust in ayurveda so they see that if uh, a comprehensive 
and total and full satisfactory health care including the best results need to be provided in terms of uh, medicines therapies dietetic protocols lifestyle uh, indications and all those things again our dinacharya rutucharya vega dharanas and almost everything will come into the play so those not being explained in uh, the other medicines or rather the emphasis being given in the form of a community medicine or something like one subject or expertise in one subject in ayurveda everywhere it is applicable the dinacharya rutucharya and even the aushadha sevana kala is applicable so it's so systematic ayurveda is so systematically arranged and organized uh, in spite of we calling it an ancient uh, uh, culture or an ancient system everything has been organized in a very very systematic systematic pattern right from a to z so this probably when the people who don't know this what is ayurveda or the people who know a few words of ayurveda might just uh, interpret in their own uh, ways so which may be misleading but people who have gone into this ocean and try to explore at least a bit of it with sincerity and also positiveness will definitely appreciate and uh, embrace ayurveda so this is a strong positive move for ayurveda and also a big scope for ayurveda teachers and uh, physicians to take uh, ayurveda to great uh, heights to propagate ayurveda in the most positive way as possible and try to show the world what is uh, hidden in the wisdom of ayurveda as much as we can so one of my gurus was telling that one lifetime is not enough for uh, studying ayurveda and understanding it so in one lifetime whatever so we have been blessed to be in this particular system of ayurveda so whatever we have tried to uh, study uh, interpret understand and uh, uh, result oriented uh, practices what we have been doing if if we can magnify it if we can uh, show it under the magnifying lens to the entire world has been waiting to know more depths of ayurveda so ayurveda schools institutions everything has been coming in different countries so this this is a step a very good step a very good positive steps towards uh, i don't call it as uh, upbringing or uplifting of ayurveda ayurveda was always right on the top so it's only the awareness point which has got a remodulation that's all so it has been remodulated reedited so the awareness and also the thought process of the people is becoming so positive about ayurveda because ayurveda is so enriched that people want to come to ayurveda and also use the richness of ayurveda the wisdom of ayurveda and the experience very important word i want to use here is experience ayurveda so ayurveda treatments and medicines are not just treatments and medicines therapies and medicines their experience the body experiences the mind experiences the soul experiences everything so it's more than a medical science like we have a spiritual value we have a philosophical value we have a medicinal value preventive care the uh, curative uh, values everything we have in ayurveda so having said that uh, this uh, is a courageous steps once like we have started anyhow we have given a, a kick start so it's it's on the torch bearers flag bearers and also the highest tiers of ayurveda to see that this is not let down or let off where it has started so the yes. first step the first step is done now moving to second third fourth step and taking it and magnifying it uh, will be the next step so i would like to conclude here by telling that uh, it's a really a clap worthy and uh, appreciable uh, step and also move and also the exception from the global scenario and uh, from the distribution front what india bharata as uh, guruji sir said has been doing is exemplary so and they are also coming up with uh, in, in the same article is mentioned ministry of ayush under its fellowship scheme 
extends financial support uh, for the eligible foreign nationals for undertaking undergraduate, postgraduate, and PhD courses in various premier institutes of Ayurveda. So this is inter interesting that so though it, 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 they are like uh, shooting two birds in one arrow uh, with this. What is that? There is huge incentive for Ayurvedic institutes to upgrade themselves to uh, upgrade themselves to international standards in terms of uh, facilities, equipment, laboratories, and all quality of education, quality of uh, lecturers, professors, and all. And it is also incentivizing the foreign nationals to take up the courses in India. So already there are numerous foreign nationals who can take a BMS course in many institutes, but it's not, uh, it is through the sheer interest of the students and it is through the sheer perseverance of the respective institutes this was happening. Now government of India is very validly promoting that and also as much as I've seen, people who want to learn Ayurveda from foreign countries, they struggle a lot in terms of resources, in terms of uh, quality of education, and more importantly, they do not have sufficient funds with them. So uh, most of the people will be doing one or the other works, jobs in the in the morning, and they come in the evening, and they sit for uh, you know listening lectures and person uh, for study, etc. In the weekends, they travel a lot to reach to the institute to study. Uh, some people even stay in the near to the institute for one or two days in the weekends, and then come back, and next day morning they go back to the school uh, to their job, etc. So this fellowship scheme is a well welcome step for attracting them. So this clearly indicates that they are. The Ministry of Ayurveda is really doing the homework, and uh, though we ought to sometimes think that you know, foreign all foreign students of Ayurveda or anybody coming from foreign to India have a lot of money, is often not true. We have done internship for many foreign Ayurveda students in the last year itself. Uh, you know, from January to October, September, if we consider, we have trained more than sixty to eighty foreign students, starting from Chile to. Uh, Czech Republic to uh, USA, Russia, UK, Canada, from from many different places. Uh, what we what we understood that you know all do not come from like higher economic status. So, so they uh, you know it, it, so a fellowship scheme will be so much useful to them. And uh, and uh, so this fellowship scheme aims to at achieving recognition and acceptance of our traditional uh, medicine systems abroad and Ayush experts are deputed to foreign countries to participate in international meetings, conferences, training programs, seminars and on special assignments from government of India for promotion and propagation of Ayurvedic systems. So this, this again encourages more and more scholars from India to reach to the world directly to showcase the uh, showcase the strength of Ayush systems, uh, mainly Ayurveda. This is in a way like how Swami Vivekananda reached the shores of the US and uh, dominated the Chicago uh, International Conference on Religion and then went on to conquer uh, US and uh, Europe and spread spirituality. Now it is the time for Ayurvedic uh, uh, experts to reach and conquer the world with uh, Ayurveda. So financial assistance is also provided for international conference, workshop, seminar, etc. And Ayurveda experts are deputed in uh, foreign countries to for meeting, training, etc. And financial assistance is also provided for pro pro providing presentations, Ayurveda-related scientific research paper, uh, etc. So uh, w one thing that, uh, so this is like not just like a knee-jerk reaction or this plan is not just 
like somebody thought of it and let's promote Aish in some way and just, they just rolled out this. This uh, Guru sir, this is like a well thought out program for standardized propagation of uh, Ayush systems, especially Ayurveda across the globe. Usually it is uh, seen in such a way that the international arena, the people look at the, the way the leaders of each and every country, they behave and their words and their works. The what their thought process and their work, if it is different, they, they always have a back step while accepting anything. If it is, but in case of India, uh, Bharat, what is now happening is, typically the way we are in a very difficult time across the globe in the due to our um, vaccine policy, we have extended support to each and everybody without looking at the, the cost. We thought that every human life is a valuable one. So that is an important step and which has generated a lot of uh, you know, people looking at in, uh, Bharat in a, such a eyes that they may come to help us in any situations. And after that, Bharat has given them a very beautiful yoga. When so many countries they started using it, they came to know the real benefit of that. And when in Bharat has given them this um, real benefit without any cost to that, it's a free. So when the concept of health has been given to you and how it shall be done, so definitely that gives us a very boosting nature. And in the international arena, that definitely the people look at that this, uh, the way the, the people and the, the policymakers and the stakeholders and even the, the key persons in the cabinet and the ministry. And of course, the government all are doing a wonderful job and promoting the things and showing the confidence and they're giving an assurance to the world that we as a Bharatiyas, we are there with you in your difficult time. Definitely, it has provoked an interest in the rest of the world in the concepts of Bharat and what we are going to give them. So definitely, when uh, Ayurveda is being served to them, even though uh, to an unknown person, we'll take it up with them pride and try to look at it with the positive angle of that. See, when you want to showcase anything negative, any number of positive is there that you won't consider. You try to find out any negative is there in that because your intention is that. But when you are approaching a, to a system or an information or anything, the positive note, definitely you try to inculcate or absorb the positiveness and the bright side of the picture. So with these things, definitely Ayush is uh, promoting the Ayurveda and all, uh, other system of uh, alternative system, what's so called alternative system of medicines, definitely will be taken up by the world population with a real sense. And of course, in future days are totally bright for Ayush and uh, particularly even for Ayurveda. It is a very good move and definitely it is going to be a game changer, what I say, maybe in the health field in the coming uh, decade. Thank you, Desa. And uh, moving on, recently, Bharat hosted the G20 Meet Alliance and it published a zero draft of the document naming Strengthening Global Health and implement, Implementing One Health Approach. For that, Rajiv Vasudevan, he is the CEO of Ayurveda. He wrote an interesting article in LinkedIn. I'll just post the original quote of that so he he made some interesting points in that uh, i think it's noteworthy and you know it's worthy of discussion so uh, he ri he writes from the zero draft of g20 new delhi leaders declaration i extract the following para from page nine so this is uh, not my work it is rajivasudevan's work and he says in that recognize the potential 
role of evidence-based traditional and complementary medicine in health and take note of international efforts in this direction including world health organizations global and collaborative centers so for the first time there is reference of traditional medicine in any of the g20 document you know this g20 is mostly like geopolitical and financial etc so uh, bharat has managed to introduce the world traditional medicine which definitely is intending to use ayurveda as a soft power and so the world traditional medicine so though the, he says that extremely guarded how, however such as potential and evidence based so here the whoever has draft, drafted it they have made it very carefully that for in the foreign countries for ayurveda to be accepted we cannot say that you know it's written in samhitas and it's written in textbook practice for thousands of years so we you accept it so it has to be in a gradual step by step manner it is not showing any disrespect for ayurveda in any way it is just that we are going step by step one step at a time for a person who does not understand english we cannot we cannot teach that person from an ancient novel or you know from very uh, you know run and martin grammar book etc it should be single sentence simple sentence simple words from there simple grammar and so on and so forth so uh, rajawasan writes extremely guarded however terms such as and evidence based included to ensure that vested interests and closed minds are not provoked we have lot of trigger happy anti ayurveda anti natural science people in india and across india and we say that you know we are promoting traditional medicine just not without mentioning evidence base etc it can trigger them so just to just to safeguard our interests and protect ourselves they have included potential and evidence based in that draft in a post pandemic scenario when the world learned the hard way with millions of dead and with long covid still a disability of the significant limitations of so called evidence based medicine an extremely patronizing statement however in the world of geopolitics a milestone beginning of a new phase coinciding with the launch of who gctm in jamnagar and the first who traditional medicine and global summit in august 22 2023 this gels well and then he goes on to write that lagero munne bhai is only the way to sustain the moment slow at study and sure the entire section of health is attachable he writes so he he writes uh, this one again another push and as much as so so two points to uh, this one is for discussion is potential and evidence based so though we 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 claim that these are practice for several years some amount of evidence some amount of a careful articulation of the claims of therapies ayurvedic therapies ayurvedic medicines will help in slow but gradual acceptance of ayurveda across the globe guraj sir please see we need to understand potential and evidence based the people are of, are of the opinion that is uh, the information or the knowledge is written down in the book it is many thousands years old now they are having a doubt whether really it is written by those people or it is just some cooked up story so that's why they want to take it in a, with a pinch of salt that every move they would like to understand that is it real one is it showing the results and they want to test the old way of life the drugs the principles 
modalities of ayurveda and everything from the perspective of modern angle the present day what they understood stand as a, something like called scientific medicine so in order to prove that ayurveda are the the traditional medicines are also based upon a very strong and pillars as principles and the potential is very much there but only thing is that the how many people utilize these modalities the medicines as well as the protocols if they utilize it automatically they generate an opinion then they will pass on those opinion to the some other people and that's why it becomes a viral so similarly when we have got celebrities coming over and using our products or our therapies and uh, things they started telling to others and it goes on to become a viral statement or an tip or something like that definitely it gives such a push so when it becomes from the scientific point of view if you want to look at these things the potential and evidence based why it is called potential means it is so much have been traditional knowledge has been written down which is not at all utilized for example if you take up the preparations of ayurveda there is a one uh, book that comes in the five volumes bharata bashi ratnakara it has got more than 25000 of uh, preparations how many of the preparations in that book has been produced by the manufacturers used by the practitioners we don't know even means samitas there are many 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 uh, drugs combinations have been explained but only the some of the potential one which has been used so once upon a time uh, my sir used to tell me where that we got uh, 75000 around uh, botanical species in india hardly in that uh, 75 drugs we are using regularly so this is a very huge potential it is uh, not at all tapped properly so it needs to be put into a scientific uh, evaluation so that's the reason they might have said the term potential there are two important areas where we could produce a herbal combination and a total mineral combination or herbo mineral combination and these into a very nano sized medicines and the nano particles they can go to the any part of the body and they can exit without causing any damage that is a beauty of this science when such things are been given a weightage automatically it gives a lot lot of evidence and when it is evaluated examined as per the modern laboratorical methods capabilities then they establish or gives a supportive statement what ayurveda thinks just like upavasa langanam which has been traditionally said in ayurveda as a very good one langanam paramoshidam langanam juraharanam we were not upavasa as a concept in swastavrutta everything is explained but still when somebody from the other side studies this and presents it in a beautiful presentable and acceptable language and explains the capacity of upavasa in killing the cancerous cells then he gets a nobel prize that is what the thing the endorsement from the other part of thing and presenting the thoughts and principles of present thing in the form of an evidence base that create a huge changes and even the direction and it becomes a revolutionary thought process so that is the reason they might have used the potential and evidence based and it's only just discovering discovering the things which is already existing in ayurveda we also know this higher potential and evidence based things but given some says where we live in reality definitely we are not entirely using the potential of ayurveda we are certainly a certain portion only we are using it and definitely this is potential and evidence based ayurveda is a real one and definitely is going to you know it going to give a beautiful you know lot of lot of informations and peer reviewed journals and so many articles will be there in the future thank you sir and 
uh, when this discussion was going on in, in this group, uh, in our group, so somebody mentioned this, and this is typical Ayurvedic sentiment and reaction whenever Ayurveda promotion in the other countries is discussed. So the discussion was that Ayurveda is getting promoted in 25 countries. So probably in the in the recent future, there in, in the near future, Ayurveda practice becomes legal. So this question I keep on getting and keep on I, I keep on saying this question in many platforms. And this is the thought process of many of the BMS doctors practicing in India. So this this was the reaction for Ayurveda practice we can be legalized uh, in many countries soon. So already a research uh, ministry of Aisha is pushing, pushing. So Ayurveda practice can be legalized in many countries. And suddenly many BMS doctors rush into say, okay, I mean, if it is to be legalized, so can Rasaushadis be practiced or can full-fledged Panchakarma can be practiced, etc. Questions suddenly they skip step one, two, three and get into the step 20 which is the rasaushadi legalization and practice across the globe probably when we reach to that stage we want to reach to the stage of usage of rasaushadis globally and acceptance and of safety and efficacy of rasaushadis globally but that comes somewhere in the step number 20 so we are just in the step number half we are not in even in the step number one so in, in many of the countries, uh, many of the institutes get legal notices. Many of the Ayurveda hospitals who are doing genuine Ayurvedic work get legal notices if they simply promote saying that our therapies cure or our therapies help in arthritis. So we cannot even countries like USA, Canada, etc. We cannot touch the disease names itself in our promotion material, etc. So we are not even the step one. So probably the method uh, so this question is a little bit wrong so probably the acceptance of ayurveda or legalization of ayurveda will happen in a gradual manner so probably this is going to start with single herb medicines sorry single herb formulations or what we call as ekamulika dravya prayoga that getting accepted first and then two to three to five herb combinations like Trifala, Panchavalkala, Brihat Panchamula, Trikatu, Trimada, etc. They getting accepted and then gradually move up the ladder. So first, though we love our Rasaushadis and uh, in majority part of uh, uh, some places in Bharat, uh, Rasaushadis are the dominant uh, things and many believe that Rasaushadis are the greatest tool of Ayurveda that we have. So we have to go through the herbal route first, get it approved, get it accepted, and then side by side build the Rasaushadi research and safety protocols uh, and you know do numerous research to prove the efficacy and more than efficacy, the safety of Rasaushadis so that the world accepts it. So we have to be slow, methodical and gradual here, Guru sir, please. Even in the classes or colleges, when we start using I mean, explaining about the Ayurveda, just look at the syllabus, the way we have classified that. The first uh, phase of the BAMS, we are designed in such a fashion that it is constructive one and it is a basic one 
and it contains only non-clinical subjects what they have been classified with some terminologies then in the second phase they are considered as a pre-clinical ones and in the third year a third phase of bms they say it's a clinical subject so this is the way we need to understand for everything one day you cannot simply write a novel first you should know the alphabets then try to make make the sentence then phrase then novel so it takes some time to do all those things the first thing is that at least attracting the world towards ayurveda is the first step then comes an initiation or interest creating them to love in a world platform like the day on that uh, prime minister modi was explaining about the some african country the, um, the president's daughter had some issues and entire world has um, finally it shot to in uh, kerala and india with ayurveda and that itself is not the documented evidence and certification so which very clearly says that there is a potential there is an evidence base but one thing is that how the way we project it and how the way we keep it if it is legalization of anything or any new land uh, anything is passed even the parliament it would take much more time to get to be practically seen on the ground recently there is a uh, women bill passed in the parliament both the houses of the parliament they have passed it but it becomes only practical by 2029 so this is the time taken to get all the obstacles in between to make it a real one in sense acceptance in everywhere and what are the necessary changes that needs to be done for that so similarly for ayurveda also you are exposing ayurvedic knowledge and ayurveda information to such a persons they don't know about the abcd of ayurveda so first they should be given a scope to understand it in a very step by step manner then only you can think of uh, giving uh, legalization and other things regarding the uh, metals and minerals containing rasoshadis but it is not uh, very difficult for us to explain them and use them they are very open for when we are using silver gold iron calcium and such type of things they are worried with only three things lead mercury and a uh, very important one arsenic so lead mercury and arsenic with these three are lethal poisons and they are worried that how this poison can be converted into nectar how the people are doing it whether it needs to be accepted so this is a big question mark for them otherwise there is no problem to accept ayurveda and to come into the fields of ayurveda so other part it takes much more time to legalize it because we need to establish so many things in terms of what they think are the scientific protocol of studying or research that needs to be understood our drug and our modalities and treatment principles are to be incorporated into that thing how it becomes both gel together in such a fashion that it can be a workable model all these needs to be prepared and you know and it should be developed in a over a period of time so it takes much time But definitely that days will not be very far away that these and russian shiris are also gets a legal status to practice in many western world thank you very much sir and uh, 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 and uh, you know i mean even before use of single herbs it, it should come from healthy routines like waking up early fasting intermittent fasting or uh, you know simple oil massage oil pulling like, like these are all not very like hardcore therapies which would attract the red eye of legal authorities these are like health maintenance ones which all the health authorities across the globe are fine to accept so probably it should come from there and uh, you know there is this uh, 
even in india as much as we boast about the ayurveda etc uh, there is still a huge amount of work to be done by indian ayurveda doctors the bms doctors to reach to the masses uh, and help them to accommodate and accept ayurveda uh, ayurveda because even in india many people do not believe in ayurveda this is a bitter truth so something like 21 day challenge with uh, you know you make a whatsapp group with your patients and uh, encourage them to say do intermittent fasting or you know any form of fasting that you want to promote and there there are already such challenges happening so intermittent fasting challenge by am club challenge i think Rob, robin smith has written a written a book on you know waking up by 5 am so similarly make up your own like oil pulling challenge or a self oil massage challenge etc in the group and you know make it a habit for the patients to follow these this will encourage more and more ayurveda acceptance and this this probably is the way even for the foreign foreign ayurveda practitioners to go step by step uh, so on and so forth so let's wrap that up and let's come back to the hardcore ayurvedic uh, therapy topics so question to question to guruja sir is that what is the significance of kelotropis procera that is arca in the treatment of digestive disorders so the context is that arca is kelotropis procera or gigantia and it is it's a kshira or latex is used in preparing shara sutras so it is chariya in nature meaning very corrosive and uh, hardcore can potentially increase pitta dosha but we keep on seeing use of arka leaves or akshara etc in many of the ayurvedic formulations in arka lavana a famous ayurvedic uh, uh, medicine prepared with uh, arka patras or leaves of calotropis procera and the rock salt sandwiched between these made into several layers and it is taken in a closed close closed mud container and it is burnt and its ashes used and then there is this uh, famous pravala panchamrita rasa uh, which is prepared again uh, with uh, mukta basma uh, shanka basma shukti basma kaparda basma pravala basma so all the basmas are taken and then the latex of arka or calotropis procera latex arka kshira is taken and then it is it's ground with all those things and that's how we prepare the problem and, and then it is used so pravala panchamrita rasa is used in a bloating udara pleha shwasa aruchi ajirna associated with vata kapha disorders and all and all so why arka is used in these digestive disorders and what is the role of arka specifically for uh, digestive health guraja sir please our uh, digestive system is provided with a lot of uh, digestive juices enzymes and of course with uh, hydrochloric acid in a diluted format but due to our food habits the way we live or the tensions or the stress and the medicines what we consume because of that there is a change in the ph balance inside the gut particularly at the level of stomach so that's what they called as a hyper acidity or hyperchlorhydria where the acid secreted will be having much acidic in nature and going to cause a problem so in order to nullify its effect we need to give something which is kshariya that is vishna anadering kshariya rogya and missing it as a common rogya for many of the calcium group of the things is called slavargiya rogyas like pravada and even the kapardika even the ghatika prepare the balance the 
acidity or the amliyata in the sharira so hence this particularly the penetrative capacity of arka even try to reach is the penetrative capacity of something like that of amli but as i kind of person it should be one like kind of a problem so that reason hyperthyroidia is something like which nowadays the most people get suffering from this and we have got people uh, they consume lot of medication lot of process uh, therapies and even the modern protocols still they are unable to or still they are not happy with the their issues with the stomach so digestive health is one of the important area which needs to be rectified in such a way that samana vata should be doing its karma pachaka pitta should be doing its karma properly and in this process there should not be any imbalance of the acidic media so that's the reason you can observe that the gastrium is having acidic media whereas the intestines are having alkaline media but there is a clear cut barrier and it won't mix up but here when the acidic nature goes beyond certain levels because it's a vidagdata of pitta so in order to reduce the vidagdata of pitta we need to get such a drug which is a tikta katu in rasa gariya in guna and definitely it is going to nullify the excess ushnata and tikshnata of even the amla so basically when amla and kshara um, gunas join together it becomes madura and that is explained in uh, shishruta so that's definitely we can accept that this is the reason for that our acharyas have designed arka kshira in many of the yogas which can be used in hyperacidity and such condition of amla pitta it may be adhogata amla pitta or urdhvaga amla pitta so coming to the properties of arka uh, it is katu titta and lagu ruksha tikshna and anugaspandant katu vipaka and ushna virya so can please little bit explain more about vidagdata of pitta and its uh, symptoms sir see whenever there is a vidagdata the person will have bloating of the abdomen sore erectations and hard burns and indigestion these will be so even sometimes vomiting associated later even the headache so these things are very common with the vidagdata of the pitta so vidagdata of the pitta can only be suppressed by using a kshariya dravya or with a tikta dravya so that's why a drug which is having tikta rasa and kshariya guna definitely is one of the choice for relieving the vidagdata but the best thing is one which is tikta shita in nature that is also used for this purpose so that's the reason pravada panchamrita in that pravada all these are um, um, mukta these are very shita in nature so they are providing the shita guna and whatever the amlata was there it should be nullified by kshariya guna that will be taken care by the arka kshira so that is the reason probably this arka kshira has been taken for the bhavana dravya for these medicines thanks sir right right like you rightly pointed out the the mukta basma shanka basma etc providing a cooling effect and this providing the agni improvement effect all in all helps to comprehensively treat the amla pitta raghuram sir please regarding vidagdata ever uh, so i would like to add up here amlam vidagdam cha tat pittam amla pittam so that is the definition of uh, amla pitta amlam vidagdam cha tat pittam amla pittam 
So here we need to see, Guraja sir has rightly explained about this, I just gave a classical uh, reference. Generally, Pitta is not in the Vidagda Avastha, like we can consider as a semi-processed or a, a unprocessed form of Pitta. Uh, generally, it is said that the Pitta, when it is enriched with its qualities, Sneha, Sasneha, Tekshnoshtam, Lagovisram, Saramdravam, all those qualities enriched and in its balance, the Pitta will either have uh, actually, it is mentioned as Katu, so Katu or Pitta Rasa Interium, so a bridge between these two tastes, is the original taste of Pitta. But when some things happen, like etiological factors, there is a contribution of Nidana in the form of uh, dietary imbalances or lifestyle imbalances which affect Pitta, the taste of Pitta, there is a transformation or there is a change of original taste and also the qualities of pitta take place. So when pitta becomes abnormal from a state of normalcy, so like when it goes to a state of imbalance, generally on a higher scale, like we call it as a uh, prakopa in that particular stage, uh, especially in the pitta aggravating seasons, like sharadrutu, varsharutu, there is accumulation and sharadrutu, there is severe aggravation of pitta. If care is not taken in monsoon season and also the autumn seasons, especially in terms of diet, the medicines we consume, the lifestyle we are leading and many other factors, the Pitta is badly influenced and this particular Pitta is called as Vidagda Pitta. So Vidagda Pitta is a Pitta which has lost its normal taste and acquired an abnormal taste. So there is a, along with the change of taste, there are changes in some certain qualities also. The Pitta will lose its efficiency to properly digest, assimilate, convert food because we know that Pitta has so, so much of uh, property similar to Agni. The Agni itself is decoded and stored inside the Pitta. So whatever are the actions of Agni or the fire in the outside world, then its representative is Pitta. In the body, it is doing so many activities. The main one being the metabolism, the digestion, the absorption, assimilation, even acceptance of food, distribution of food, and also division of food into waste and unwanted uh, that is useful and waste materials with the help of Samana Vayu and other structures in the body. So when Pitta loses its uh, original taste and also compromises with some qualities, it becomes Vidagda. Amlam Vidagdam Chatat Pittam. So such a Pitta is called as Vidagda Pitta or we can call it as Amla Pitta. Amla Pitta when it comes, so when the condition establishes, if it is for a temporary if it is that Vidagda Pitta or change in taste of Pitta is temporary state, we don't call it as Amla Pitta. But when Tosha Dusha Samurchana, when the disease has gone to the fourth, completed fourth and entered into the fifth stage of pathogenesis, according to Sushruta and Kriya Kala, where the disease is manifested and diagnosed, in that stage, in the fifth stage, we call that disease as Amla Pitta, that condition. Here, the condition has been established the tissues are also involved the doshas are involved pitta is affecting the uh, tissues and it is creating a symptom complex here is where the treatment proper treatment line which has been explained for amla pitta should be uh, administered so this is a state called as amla pitta so the symptoms of vidagda pitta as per your question uh, dr Heber, will be almost the same symptoms of amla pitta so because amlam vidagdam chatat pittam the Pitta which has undergone Vidagdata and also acquired Amlata as a consequence is called as Amla Pitta. So we can infer that 
the symptoms of Vidakta Pitta will be similar to those of or exactly the same as the symptoms of Amla Pitta without any conversion. Again, uh, clinically, it is a Urdhvaga Amla Pitta and Adhvaga Amla Pitta symptoms manifested in the upward directions, which can be diagnosed through uh, so many symptoms. Uh, so we'll take up for some other point. And Adhvaga Amla Pitta is also there. Very rarely, this is clinically diagnosed. I personally has, have not diagnosed any condition uh, as Adhoga Amla Pitta, not seen any doctor, so I may be wrong if somebody are very, very clinically precise. Diagnosing a given condition as Adhoga Amla Pitta. Amla Pitta is diagnosed at the clinical level, Urdhvaga and Adhoga, so that bifurcation and classification may be at the PG and PhD levels. The uh, scholars may take up that particular work. I am not sure about that. And diagnosed very precisely as Adhoga Amla Pitta. I have also seen very less or Almost I have not seen any work being done on Adhoga Amla Pitta. So Adhoga Amla Pitta is moreover the Amla Pitta which is manifested in the Urdhva Amashaya, that is stomach and small intestine, and its symptoms are major, majorly manifested in the downward direction. Uh, its diagnosis can be made by seeing the stools and uh, Urdhva Amla Pitta rather than the belching predominant symptoms are there. So probably both are associated or both are also coexisting at some particular point. Uh, so we are not sure about that. The dosha predominance also will uh, clear the picture. So for time being, uh, the question was uh, about Vidagda Pitta. So the Vidagda Pitta shall be treated on the lines of Amla Pitta itself. The clinical protocol and also the use of uh, Arka and also the other Sharia Dravyas, uh, Guraja sir has nicely elaborated all those things. So that will be attached with this. Thank you, sir. So Thank you, sir. And probably in the next next session, we'll take up this Amlapita with the symptoms, etc. Udga, Doga, and also Brocha based symptoms in the next session. Uh, there is a opinion in this. I don't accept understanding Ayurveda through the lens of evidence-based concept, uh, as well as unique with socio-psychological, mental, emotional, and even pathogenesis. Reliability of, on clinical trials, humans is way beyond the mechanistic percent-to-percent comparisons Manipul manip manipulative by authorities, etc., makes me not to accept. If this is, there is this a traditionalistic or conservative, conservative versus future optimistic. Probably the, the right words, I'm, I hope. Views on like how Ayurveda should go forward. One one says that let's stick to the Samhitas only and whatever the, whatever the preacher in Samhita Siddhantas. And Sangrahas are good enough for this generation, this generation, next generation, and for thousands of years because they have served us for thousands of years previously. And then there are uh, this one that, okay, to accept, make it more acceptable and presentable to give a, a more cosmetic look, we have to go and speak the language of the others. Gurajasa, please. Whenever uh, uh, anything is given, if uh, I can't uh, blindly say that I don't accept because it blocks my thoughts and even openness to accept anything. I should be always uh, open-minded to understand what the other person says. See here, evidence-based concept. Don't we need evidence to prove our things? Yes, evidence is required. But evidence in the way it is to be accepted, where the world accepts it, or more number of people accept it, the way we need to do it means the concept of Ayurveda and anything else to be studied from the perspective of a modern angle, then there will be a typically designed protocols to study this, which is 
designed based on the theories and the postulates of ayurveda based on that we will be designing a drug trial or even a clinical trial so when we do it and typically we say that this is the thing which is the outcome of the study it doesn't mean that it should be holds good for everything no it holds good for more number of people the majoritarian concept so when there is something which is being told as for example this this particular drug is going to act as anulomana one of my patients says sir you said uh, by taking this i will have one or two loose motions but, uh, since last two days i didn't have a, not even a, one, a single listen it is not working on me but book says it is anulomana i have given to many people they all have anulomana effect but there are you few one or other people which is a very typically their uh, body nature it is not giving the result in that sense but doesn't mean that this is, no it is again as the evidence so we cannot accept as a anulomana no it is not like that here and mr haritaki uh, given in many cases most of them will get result but one of my patient he used to take four four tablets per day still he was not able to pass the stools but there was no evidently anything wrong inside we have checked everything there is no obstruction there is no other pathologies so like this we need to be very open to understand this evidence based concept means there should be evidence evidence speaks that the truth about your knowledge your understanding and the ability of the drug which can be proved in particular condition so when it is proven on many number of patients on many occasions definitely automatically it itself becomes an evidence example it sets a standard so we need to set the standard so then only we can say that but there is definitely uh, not uh, everything is 100% unique it is not universal many times will have the exceptions ayurveda has also very clearly said there are exceptions even while explaining the vipaka they have said very exceptions so it doesn't mean that it should be universally accepted and universally truth no there are certain things which is majoritarian most number of people or many number of people will have or the major portion of the population holds good these theories are working on them in a right sense then we need to accept thank you sir i think uh, gurajesh sir has answered this uh, i just want to address this particular point gurajesh sir has rightly addressed uh, one thing i want to add is the policy makers when we are speaking about aish taking uh, uh, ayurveda to different countries or the aish system to different countries and we are speaking about potential that word and evidence based these two words if they are clearly defined that is very important what is potential uh, and what is evidence based so what are the parameters which decides that this is an evidence based one one thing at the conclusion uh, conclusive remarks professor sir uh, said constant practice and constantly giving a particular medication or a therapy and that proving result every time uh, will be a conclusive uh, uh, this one like evidence based so because we have evidence that it has worked so probably the western world or the other part of the world re- uh, requires more proofs and evidences in the form of investigations before and after so that's exactly what we are doing uh, in post graduations phd's and other research works before and after uh, reports we have for each and every one so we have to have a very clear cut data so definition of poly- potential and evidence based medicine that is very important and uh, as gurudev sir rightly said so some sometimes in ayurveda we use the word prabhava so when uh, and also vichitra pratyarabdha these are the words used prabhava is the effect of uh, or the impact of uh, the medicine to be very short so this is not as short as we think when we are not able to differentiate or give a clarity regarding the action 
in the previous episode we are speaking how does aragyavardhini act and all those things so in some people it is acting and in some people erenda prashna haritaki example given by kurajasar right now if it doesn't work in two people how do we tell so if it works in five people how do we explain that so evidence based majority of the cases it should be proved and uh, just when i tell it is prabhava it is an impact so in this particular person and there is no prabhava in that another person it is acting through rasaguna virya and in the other person it is acting prabhava again people will ask for the evidence so vichitra pratyarabdha so medicines behaving in a very strange way so even here also i cannot tell this is a vichitra pratyarabdha dravida don't ask me any question so again the clarification is needed and evidence is asked so one uh, possible remedy what i see is ayush taking ayurveda to different countries if those countries uh, initially uh, hebar sir and gurajas also made that po- valid point step by step is uh, hebar sir uh, used we cannot straight away jump into rasoshadas and all those things even before that the introduction of ayurveda to different countries should be right from the base uh, like uh, srushti like uh, creation of the world what ayurveda tells the srushti utpatti karma right from their dosha dhatus uh, theories panchabhuta theories uh and also manas uh, indriya atma all theory should be introduced so that people understand ayurveda first so instead of going directly into the practice of herbal medicines or uh, herbomineral medicines first it should be the introduction proper introduction of step wise syllabus of ayurveda as our bam students are studying a comprehensive understanding of ayurveda then only they will understand the herbs how they act minerals how they act herbominerals how they act so the uh policy should be introduced right from the education education system so first the formation of ayurveda schools colleges and comprehensive education maybe hire the teachers from india hire the doctors from india so that should be a collaborative approach and later when we come into the herbal and uh, uh, herbomineral part a collaborative research a collaborative research between see when does a, a person out of the country out of my country that is bharat understand how does ayurveda work only when that person is working alongside me and he appreciates that as much as i am appreciating it's not only appreciating when i tell there are results even that person should witness the results to witness the results and understand that person should know rasaguna virya vipaka everything and to know that that person needs the basics of ayurveda so conclusive remarks is there are two territories of ayurveda practice one is my own territory within my four walls where people believe in me trust in me there is a queue outside they don't even ask question if i want to practice within my territory i am safe i i need not go with evidence based medicine or prove the potential of the medicine because the person trust in me and my medicines and the results i have given and people are advertising me so like this doctor is very good at treating arthritis or back pain or headache please go every time my medicines i have a systematic approach and i am giving good results people trust in me come here and that's done and dusted and the other part of practice is vasudeva kutumbakam when we want to take ayurveda cross borders definitely there will be questions there definitely there will be questions and brainstorming questions and we should be ready with each and every weapon to answer those questions answering those questions itself will be providing the evidence maybe through the classical references or through the approaches we have done or the practices we have done over a period of ages or the results we have been showing every time so if these two things are demarcated what is my territory i am practicing only in bharat or outside bharat so that defines whether i need an evidence based whether i should be looking at ayurveda through the evidence based lens 
or shouldn't be. If you want to expand your territory, definitely people will ask for evidence and you need to have evidence and we need to equip ourselves with those tools. With that positive note, let's end this session. So thank you all. Thank you. Namaste.